Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that you never stop, that you never stop working. When we're down and depressed, he doesn't stop working. When, we, when we're in the middle of COVID, he doesn't stop working. When we're in the middle of a hurricane, he doesn't stop working. When we're in the middle of a sandstorm, he doesn't stop working. In the middle of an earthquake, he don't stop working. In the middle of your junk and your mess and your sin, he doesn't stop working. In the middle of your life, when you're down at your lowest, he doesn't stop working. And when you're on the mountaintop and you're, the, you're at the top peak of your life and you're, you're, you're walking for Jesus and you're doing all the great things that God has for you to do, he still does not stop working. Praise God. Never Stop is the title of this next series that I'm going to be doing. And I didn't even think about this song. Just those words, Never Stop, just jumped out at me one day. And, and then, then, then I realized that they were part of this song. And I was like, that's perfect, you know, uh, as they were singing that the other day. So, so I'm so excited for what God's going to do during this series, Never Stop. And I'm super excited for y'all to be here um, in person and be able to see you. Man, I'm, I'm pumped up, and I'm so excited about that. It is so, so good to have, have Don back with us today. We're excited that he, he, he has come back and from Africa. He was there in Kenya, and he, he was doing a missionary work, and he was there for, for a while, and he was supposed to come back about four, four months ago. And he got stuck, right? But God, right? And so God had another plan and, and, and moved him and, and helped him and blessed him. And he just came back a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and if you look out in the hallway, you'll see a wooden plaque that has um, Ephesians 2.10 on it. And he said that is handmade from Kenya, Africa. Uh, um, and, and over there in Africa, in Kenya, they made that ha handmade for us. So, so I'm so excited about that. And, and come back next week. Next week, Don's going to spend about five minutes here on stage and, and, t and talk to y'all and give y'all a little update about what happened. And we'll probably even maybe do a, a Facebook Live or something with him so, so that, that can, um, cause he can you know, help you, uh, tell you about a few things that happened during that time. But <clears throat> I was so worried. For the past, I, I've been praying and seeking God and, and haven't really had clarity uh, really good here or there about coming back to church. I was really praying and listening to, 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 to you know, all the statistics and all the things that are going on, listening to what was happening, listening to, to all the pros and cons of everything and, and all that. And, but, but here recently, uh, man, God has given me clarity that, that it's time. You know, I know that the, the, uh, the stats are, are, are leveling out and even had a little decrease, you know, going down, so now they're starting to decline. But, you know, and that's still an issue, okay? I understand that. But God, God was speaking to me that the emotional health, the mental health, the anxiety and fear and depression in America are at an all-time low right now, or all-time high, rather, you know? And just like, like Craig was saying, do you feel like you're in a desert? You know, everybody feels like they're in a desert. And I feel like it's time that the people of God rise up and the people of God come together in one mind and one accord and revival begins to take place. Because I believe that God, there is a breakthrough coming, as that song was talking about a while ago. And I believe, I know it's going to happen here. There's a breakthrough here is going to happen. And I'm so excited about that. And so I'll, let me tell you how bad it is. I heard a statistic the other day that one in four young people in this coronavirus situation right now, one in four, one in four contemplate suicide. People are wanting so, dogs so bad, animals so bad for, for comfort and for that love and for that affection and that touch that they can't get from nobody else. The, uh, the shelters and the breeders are running out of dogs and animals and cats. They're running out of everything because people are wanting that love. They're wanting that, 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 they're, that they're wanting affection. They're wanting that. And we will talk about, about today, but God. That's the first, first, first uh, message in this series that I don't know how long it's going to go. It may go two weeks. It may end today. I don't know. 
you know, but, but, but it's going to be, um, but God. You know, I, I love this scripture way back at the beginning of time in, in Genesis chapter 50, verses, verse 20, um, with Joseph. You know what was happening with Joseph. Joseph's brother, he, he told his brothers a dream, and his brothers hated him for it, and they, they, they put him in a pit. They threw him in a, in a pit, you know, and they sold him to slaves. You know, and he went to prison, and he ended up, he ended up you know, the, the king, you know, people try to say that his, the king's wife lied on him and said he tried to, you know, advance on her and stuff. And, but he ended up in the palace, and he ended, up, he ended up as, like, second command, and he was in charge of all the food. And there was a big old famine in the land, and, and um, his brothers came up, and they came up to him and, and didn't recognize him at first. And he said, you know who I am. And they realized who he was, and they looked at him, and they said, we're so sorry. Oh, gosh, please don't kill us, because they knew what they did to him. And here's what his response was, in short. Um, he, said, he said, you meant evil against me. You meant evil. It wasn't, oh, I'm sorry. No, your desire was to do evil to me. You meant evil against me. But God. Everybody say, but God. Come on, don't forget, you still got to share, like, and if you want to type in there, you can do that. Even if you're in this room, you can sit on there and put God, but God a thousand times if you want to. But God meant it for good. In order to, then if you go down, it says, to save the lives of many people. God has a plan. There's always a but God in every situation. And I love the order of that. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good in order to save the lives of people. There's, there, there, there's a, a little process you go through there. Evil comes, God steps in, and it turns around for the good. So when you're in a, something bad happens to you, you just got to say, but God. Matter of fact, you know, you know, Nick, ha he has it on his arm. It says, but God, he's got a tattoo that says, but God right there. You know, so the thing is, is you got to remember, when you're going through a hard time, you just need to say, but God. Because whatever you're going through, God's like, I can turn that around. If you'll let me. But we get in a bad time, and we, we start looking inward and selfish and righteous, and, and we start trying to handle it ourselves. And we're not, we don't want a but God moment. We want a but Doug moment, if, if, that was, if that's you. You say, you say your name there, not, not but Doug. But you say your name there. You want a but you, right? You want you to be able to fix it. You think you can handle it. We turn to every other situation to try to fix things, but except for we're letting, allowing God to handle it. Psalms 49, 14 and 15 says, their beauty shall be consumed in the grave, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. See, the outward is consumed in the grave, but the inward, our soul is preserved. Amen? Our soul was preserved. My, uh, Psalm 73 and 26 says, My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength in my heart and my portion forever. There's a but, but God in every situation in your life. If we'll just look to him and, I, and say, God, you've got, you've got to turn us around for the good. You said that you would work all things out for my good. You said, God, there's a but God moment for you. I'm here to tell you today, there's people in this room that today there's a but God for you. There's people in this room and, 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 and also on, on, online, there's a but God for you today. There's also a but God for, for, for you that um, this week, maybe this month. Listen here, there's a bunch of but gods for, for people in 2020. Because 2020 has come to kill, steal, and destroy. I'm waiting for someone to make 2020 a cuss word. You know? You know? I'll tell you what, you 2020 somebody. You know, they make it like a cuss word. Because it's just, it's just, it's just bad. It's just evilness, right? Um, so, um, Romans 5, 7, and 8 says, For scarcely for a righteous man one will die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. 
But God demonstrates his love towards us that and even while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Somebody, nobody wants to die for the righteous man, but somebody, if it's a really good man, they might want to die. But, but God says, listen here, I sent my son to die for you while you were still in sin. You were evil yourself. You were wrapped up, tied up, and jacked up in evilness, and I still died for you. Because there's a but God for every one of us today. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10 says, I has not seen, ear nor ear has heard, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. We don't have a, we have not seen, we haven't even begun to see what the things that God has prepared for us. It says, but God, but God has revealed them to us through the Spirit. See, when we, when we begin to read the Word of God, and we begin to read the Word of God, God illuminates the Word to us. And, and those of us that are in the Spirit, and in the Spirit will reveal to us the secret and mysterious things of the Word. When we pray, God will reveal to us through the Spirit. It's not, you're not always going to be able to see what God's doing. You can't, sometimes, sometimes you get in such a bad situation, and you get in such a, a desperate desert mode in your life and things are so bad and so bleak and so terrible sometimes we, you just need to put a, a blindfold in because it's not what you see that's going to make a difference it's going to be the spirit of god that speaks and illuminates the word of god to you it's going to be the word of god that is illuminated to you and you, you need to walk by faith not by sight listen but god the word the word but is said in the word four thousand times but there's 45 times in the Bible that there's a but God. <clears throat> and I just want to just, just <clears throat> tell you just a couple of them. Moses couldn't read, um, could, could not, could not uh, cross the Red Sea. But God had a staff, right, that, they, that he was able to hit the ground and they could walk across on dry ground. Joseph's brothers wanted to, to reach out um, and wanted him out of the picture. They wanted him to die. But God had a plan for him. These, are, these, are not, these scriptures are not all the ones that have, have the but gods in them, but they are but God moments. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were supposed to burn, but God had them coming out and had a fourth man in the fire, which was Jesus, coming out not even smelling like smoke. Noah and his family were supposed to have drowned, but God said, build an ark and save a remnant of my people. Saul wanted David dead, but God had a plan and said, no, David, you're not going to die. You're going to be king. The, 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 the woman caught in the act of adultery was supposed, to, was supposed to be stoned to death, but God had Jesus right there and said, Ye without sin, you cast the first stone. I have a plan for her. Goliath was supposed to defeat little David, but God had a little slingshot in David's hand, and he was able to take one of them rocks and slay big Goliath. What is a Goliath in your life that you want to slay today, and you need that but God moment today? The man, was, the man was born and blind since death and was never supposed to see. But God said, I, ha I have things that I want him to be able to see. I want to I perform a miracle in his life. The 5,000 didn't have enough food, but God said, no, you are going to have enough food. Give me what you got, and, and Jesus is going to take it and bless it, and we're going to multiply it. The lame man was not supposed to walk, but God said, get up and walk and take up your mat and go on your way. Jesus was supposed to stay in the grave, but God said, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. On the third day, he raised him from the grave, and he sent him back to heaven so he could come back to meet us again. Today may be your but God. Today, this week, could be your but God. Those words, but God, just overflow with hope. It just stops everything. Oh, my God, look, 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 but God. 
It just changes the atmosphere. It just changes your sight process. It changes the way you see everything because a but God moment can change everything in your life. Those two moments answer, can answer every question and every situation in your life. I'm going through this, I'm, but God. But I'm go, and we just need to walk around when people start complaining and, and, and telling us about all their bad problems. You need to see, just, you just need to keep saying, but God. We all need t-shirts that we just need to clean and wash every day. We need seven of them. And it just needs to say, but God. Right? And, you know, and, walk, and talk to people like this right here. And they go, bam! <laughs> but God. Because that's all we need is God. We're, we're looking to the government. We're looking for people. We're looking for, for other people to, to fix in situations in our lives. But God says, I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I'm Jehovah Rapha, your healer. I'm Jehovah Shalom, your, your peace. I'm Jehovah Sidkinu, your, your, your righteousness and, and your warrior. God has got everything we need. But God, we don't need to go to anybody else and look for that. We need to go to God and trust him for it. These words are so helpful and hopeful. Ephesians 2, chapter 1, verse 3, in the New Living Translation says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil. The commander of the powers of the unseen world. He's a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires of our inclinations and our sinful nature. By the very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. See, here's the thing. Paul starts off that scripture by giving a coroner's report. You're all dead. You're all dead. And you're all in the cemetery of sin. It's gotcha. And then he says, there's three things that's keeping you there. Three things that's keeping you there. The world, your, your fleshly pleasures, and the devil. Those three things are the key, are, are the locks to your casket. Those three things is your coffin. There's three locks to your coffin, and it's got you dead in sin, in the cemetery of sin, and those three locks. But there's a key, and the key is called but God. There's a but God key. And let me read it in verse, chapter 2, verses Four and seven. Let me go back one little six, six, section there because you got all this bad stuff. You can, the world, the devil, fleshly pleasures. You can't take bad eggs and make a good omelet out of it, right? So, so it says that that it says. Let's see here. Back it up. Um, by the very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Verse four. But God, in His so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even while we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life. Listen to this. And he raised Christ from the, when he raised Christ from the dead, it is not only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ, Jesus. So God can point to us in the future ages and examples of all incredible wealth of his and kindness, wealth of his and kindness towards us. Um, as shown in all that he has done for us and united us in Christ. Here's the thing. We, we're so excited and we think, wow, that'd be incredible to be raised from the dead, to have that, that power that you, that in you that raised from the dead. Let me tell you, if you were saved today, that same power resurrected you from the dead. It may not be a physical death, but it was a spiritual death. You were just as dead as if you were de physically dead. 
and you were, you were spiritually dead, and, and when, when, God, when you asked Christ in your life, he resurrected you with the same power. The Word of God says, I'm not making this up. The Word of God says the same power that I resurrected Christ from the dead, I resurrected you out of your dead space in your life. And let me tell you what. Hallelujah. If there was not a but God, there would never, never be a but God because God can. So God can, I'm sorry. I ruined that, didn't I? If there was never a but God, there would never be a so God can. What do you mean, Pastor Doug? You need a but God moment so God can heal you. So God can set you free. So God can restore your broken life. So God can provide for your needs. You need a but God moment so, he can, so, so God can deliver you. So God can speak to you. So God can turn it around for you. Here's a couple things in, in that scripture that I want you to know. That we were dead in our sins. But God raised us up through his resurrecting power. We were captive to the prince and the power of the air and enslaved to sin. But God raised, up, it's raised us up, it says, to sit us high in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We were children of wrath, deserving evil, eternal evil judgment of hell. But God, through his grace, mercy, and love, gave us access to eternity and the throne of grace forever. You see, God doesn't send us to hell. On social media, I've been asked, well, why does God send you? No, 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 you choose hell. God says, God says, he's, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. It's your choice. God doesn't send you to hell. It's your choice. You choose hell. We, nobody has to go there. These two words are, the, the, but God, they're beautiful. They are a bridge. These two words are a bridge between where you used to be and where you're going to be. Right? Between where you are right now and where you want to be. But God. Somebody say, but God. Jesus is a bridge between your mess and your miracle. He's a bridge between, between your chaos and a chance for a new beginning. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a bridge between your test and your testimony. He's a bridge between your defeat and your dominant victory. He's, he's a, a, a bridge between your, your life of the function and your daily peace. He's a, he's a bridge between your fear and your faith. He's a bridge between your struggle and your success. He's a struggle between your crippling anxiety and your wholeness and your healing. And he's a bridge between heaven and hell. He's a, but God, that is a bridge today. These two words, you'll find them in different, different places in the Word of God. But what, what comes after that but God always, always changes your life forever. After you have a but God moment, you are never the same. Never the same. G Genesis 50 and 20, as we go back to that, it says, you intended, you intended harm for me. But God. Has anybody ever intended harm for you? Has the enemy ever intended harm for you? But God came. And he brought me to the positions so I could save many lives, he said. Listen, the Word of God also says and, uh, that, that no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. You may be bruised in the, in the battle. You may be wounded in the battle. You may have a little limp like Jacob did. But God, and you will come out not even smelling like smoke. I love that verse. I love that verse. That verse is so powerful. 
because of the fact that we know, you know, where, where they, what they were all trying to do. They, all, they tried, they, more than they meant evil, they wanted him dead. They wanted his brothers, they wanted J Joseph dead. But God said, no, what you meant for, the evil, for bad, God meant for good. Um, Romans 8, 31 says, what shall we say then to these things? Come on, everybody knows this. If God be for us, who can be against us? Can Corona be uh, for us, against us if, if God is for us? Can, can, what, what can be against us? See, Samson was a very strong man. We talked to you about Samson just a moment. Samson was a very strong man. He killed a thousand Philistines with a, a donkey, a, a, a jaw of a donkey. See, he came, he came to this place, and he, he was out there, and there's all these Philistines, and he found God had this, this, don, this donkey jawbone. You know, probably about that big, I guess, is a, a, jonk, a, a donkey jawbone. And he picked it up, and he killed a thousand Philistines with that jawbone. With that jawbone, he killed a thousand Philistines. And then after that, he was tired, and he was thirsty, and he was becoming to get weak. And he came to a place right there where, where, where there, would be, there was a well that came up. And he took that jawbone and he got water out of that jawbone. And it says it gave him strength. When I was in Israel this last time, they took us to a place where they said, we think that based on where, where Samson was going and where everything was happening at, we think, because this is the only well in this area, and we think that well right there is on the side of the road. It's like got a cage around it and stuff, and it's pretty, pretty dinky looking. But he said that well right there is the one that we feel like is the one that Samson went at to gain strength. Judges 15 and 19, it says, But God clave a hollow place, or well, in the jaw, and, and, and there came there out. When he had drunk, the spirit, his spirit came again, and he was revived. See, 1 Samuel 23 and 14, it says, David, David was running from Saul, right? It says, David abode in the wilderness and the strongholds, and he remained in the mountain in the wilderness of Ziph, and Saul sought him every day. But God, but God delivered him into, and not into his hands. The enemy was out to get him, to, to, to find him, to kill, steal, and destroy. But God said, no, I have a plan for his life. What is your but God moment today? God was ready. God was prepared. God had the, the water ready at the well. He had the cave ready for, for him to be hidden. He, he was ready and prepared for that. That jawbone, the same jawbone that brought um, death to all those Philistines, that same jawbone brought life to, to Samson. And Jonah, Jonah chapter 4, Jonah was running from God. He was, not, he was disobedient to God. John, here, here, here's a whole other story in another series or, or at least another, another message. But, but Jonah was, was mad because God was going to forgive somebody that was wicked. Jonah was mad because God was going to forgive those people of Nineveh. They were wicked, and he thought they should die. How many times in your life have you been mad at somebody and you didn't want God to forgive them because you were still mad at them, and you think they didn't deserve forgiveness? How many times have you looked at someone and said, No, God, I'm not going to talk to them because they're bad. I'm not going to share gospel with them because if I share it with them, they might change it. They don't deserve your grace. It says that he, said he was feeling sorry for himself, and he went under this leafy plant, and then, and then God arranged a worm to eat the plant and, 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 and the stem, causing Jonah to, to have to snap out of his emotional journey and realize what God was trying to do. He sat down and just warned. And then he got so mad, he was just wanting to die. I just want to die. Just let me sit here and die. But God, see, God, but the words, but God will propel you forward.
These two words have all the power in the world, but God. But we, being selfish and self-righteous, like not to use the word, but God. We like to use the word, but I. I need to work out, but I'm so tired. I want to get healthy, but I lack self-control. I want a new career, but I don't have the time to learn one. I would love to pursue a life-changing relationship with Jesus, but I don't know where to start. I would love to pay tithes, but I got to save money because of corona. I would, would, I would, forg I would forgive, but I am still angry. I would, I would like to serve in, in an area of ministry and, and on a sm in small groups, but I am too busy. I would, love to, 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 to lo I, I would love to love them, but I'm sick and tired of their, but I. I would love to share my faith, but I don't know what to say. We got to get our but eyes out of the way and change them to but God's and not be selfish about that. You see, the but I focuses on, but the but I focuses on my ability. The but God focuses on his ability. But God. You got to believe God can do it. You got to understand that, that you can't do it. And then you got to trust God's will to be done. For you to have a, a but God moment, you got to say, God, I can't do this. You got to handle it. This is bigger than me. I, I can't. There ain't no but I. I can't do nothing. It's got to be you, God. So there's got to be a but God. So I understand that I can't do it. Only you can do it. And I'm just going to trust your will to be done. There's many people in this church that have said, I had cancer, but God. There's people who have said, I, I was hopelessly lost, but God. There's people that said, my marriage was in trouble and falling apart, and we're about to get a divorce, but God. There's people who said, I lost my job, but God. There's people who have, said, who have told me that my bills are piling up, but God provided the money to pay for it. There's people who said, I need a miracle, and then but God performed it. The devil wanted you to still stay addicted. And wanted you to be an addict, but God came and set you free, and now you're sober and clean. The devil wanted you addicted. Some, somebody was spreading false things about you, but God came and let the truth come out. The devil wanted you, thought he had you, but God came and changed your life around. I was on my way to hell, but God. Let me close with this right here. Where do you need to insert your but God today? God will make a way where there seems to be no way. But God. You've got to change the way you think about it and quit saying, but I, and start saying, but God. And when you say, but God, leave it there. Don't add, or, or, or maybe. But God, and then period. And then leave it there and say, God's going to handle it. I'm going to trust God. But God. You need to start thinking about that. You need to start to help, help other people, not, not being self-righteous and all that. But when people come up, we need to say, hey, but God. Amen, sweetheart. We need to say that. And we, need, we, need to, we need to know that. And we need to walk in faith saying, but there's going to be a but God moment. The enemy meant this coronavirus to be for evil. But God's going to turn around. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a, a worldwide revival, maybe a city revival, but definitely a kingdom impact revival. God has called that out.
Because I said, but God, because at the beginning of this thing, I said, but, but God, I don't know what I'm doing. You got to handle this. You got to figure this out. You got to help me. You got to guide me. You got to lead me. It's got to be you, Lord. And now we've got clarity, and now we're going to move forward. And God's going to take care of us. We've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. But God. What is your but God moment that you need today? I want to pray for you right here. It's where I would have you come down for your but God moment. But we don't want to do that right yet. But what I do want you to do is to bow your head and close your eyes. If you would say, Pastor Doug, and you online, you're welcome to say it or you can message me privately. You can, you can, you can, you can raise that little hands thing. But if you're in this room today and you say, Pastor Doug, I need a but God moment. I need a but God right now. Right now I have a but I, but the devil, but my neighbor, but my sister, but my family, but my friends, but my, my, my boss, but, but everybody else. But right now I need a but God. If that's you, would you just lift your hand up and say, I need a but God? You got things, you got situations, you got family, you got, you got sickness, you got disease, you got, you got fear, you got all this. Yes, 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 yes. All over. And I, I'm not, I, I came to look here. I know there's people on here as well. Amen, amen, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of El Shaddai, the mighty, the mighty one, the almighty one, Father, I come to you and ask you to do what only you can do, Father. I have no power except for what you give me. And it's still, Father, Lord Jesus, it needs to be you today for you to reach down and touch your people. God, they need a but God moment. And I proclaim that right now in their life. Whatever their situation is, but God. Come to their rescue. Go to their side. Let them feel your mighty presence and joy and peace right now. Settle upon them. I believe today is somebody's but God, Father. I, I know my spirit. This week is going to be somebody's God. This month is going to be somebody's God. This year is going to be somebody's God. But God, who's going to receive that? In Jesus' name. Father, whatever they're going through, I rebuke the enemy. I take authority over Satan in the name of Jesus. And I command him to back off and lose his hold of fear, anxiety, depression, sickness, disease, terror, broken relationships, addictions, and on and on and on. I break that in the name of mighty name of Jesus. I break it in the mighty name of Jesus under the authority of the Holy Spirit. I break it. My God, I break it right now. It doesn't matter if you're not in this room. You're at home. It's broken in Jesus' name. I'm believing that for you. Now receive that and walk in faith and trust God. God doesn't walk, want you walking around the way you're walking around. He don't want you walking around with your head down, depressed, defeated, busted, and disgusted. He wants you alive. He re he's got resurrection power in you. He's risen you up. With the same power that he rose his son from the grave. Now rise up in your spirit. Rise up in your heart. Rise up in your life. And walk in the strength and the favor of God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But God. God's going to do it for you today. But you've got to have the faith. You can't walk out of here like you came. What's that old song? Don't, walk, don't come in like you came in Jesus' name. 
You can't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. So walk out of here today with your head up and say, but God. And, you're, and don't walk by, by your sight, walk by faith. I don't care what you feel. Your feelings does not dictate what God does. Just because you feel depressed does not mean that God's not healing you. Let God do what he does and walk in trust and faith in God in Jesus' name. And never stop. Never stop relenting and trusting in faith in God. Because he's never going to stop, stop working. But he can't. He's working, he's working, he's working. And he's building all this stuff. But he can't do it for you until you allow it. He's still working. He's still doing things. But you've got to allow it. Allow him today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. I love you so much. I'm so excited to have you in this room today. Man, and what a wonderful crowd we have. I'm so excited that so many of you showed up and you're here today. And I, I'm trusting that, that it'll, like, like, like Craig said, it'll, 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 it'll grow and grow and grow as we go. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Don't forget about those two opportunities to come. We're going to go out there and worship from 6 to 7. And then a wonderful other church is going to be there from 7 to 8. We want to support them as well because they'll probably be there to support us. It's going to be a time you can bring, you can bring your, your water and your chair. And you, you can separate. It's going to be a wonderful time out there just to worship. Um, out there, there's five different, five different places they're going to do it. And ours is going to be in Ogden. And then the chosen month in October, please listen. That, that series, I've watched it. It is wonderful. It shows the humanity of Jesus, and it shows the hu humanity of the disciples, and it tells a beautiful story. And uh, well, we can't wait for us to look at it together. And then on that Sunday, we're going to share what the Word of God says about it. God bless you. I love you all so much. You're a big deal to me, and you're a bigger deal to God.